Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch. All of today's top sports stories in one place. Aaron Maloney is here as always. Aaron? So the Cardinals head coaching search continues. We learned yesterday that the Cards interviewed Frank Reich for the position. They also put in a request to interview Broncos defensive coordinator, Jero Evero. And early this morning, Dan Graziano reported that the Cards are scheduled to interview Vance Joseph today. So of those three names, which do you think is the best fit? Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph, he's already got a relationship with Kyla Murray. And never forget that this new culture that is coming in is going to be different. It's all about Kyla Murray and getting Kyla Murray right, getting him healthy, getting him back where he was developing instead of taking a step back as he did last year. The Cardinals' decision going forward is based on getting Kyler Murray right. And because of that right now, yeah, I, there is nothing else. It's Kyler Murray or bust. Every yeah. decision's got to be made with that in mind. I, I know you're right. I just don't love it. Um, so if it's just those three names, that's not accounting for Sean Payton or Brian Flores. Um, nothing against Giro Evero, but as I keep saying, I want an established coach on this team. They've tried the first-year guy the last two times. Evero might be a great coach. Maybe it'll be in Houston or Carolina or whatever, but I think the Cardinals need an established head coach. So that leaves Vance Joseph and Frank Reich. I kind of like the idea of going all in on defense and just building everything else up. Kyler, if you're that talented, then we don't need 40 points from you a game, but you get us 28, get us 24 or whatever. We're going to have such a good defense. We're going to be so yeah. good everywhere else. But I, it's going to feel really anticlimactic after all this if they just hire Vance Joseph, even if Vance Joseph des- deserves it. So I guess of those three names, I would go with Frank Wright. See, for me, once again, Monty Austin Ford is the change. He is the change. That's a, you'll never, there'll, there'll never be a more important hire than your general manager for an owner. Having said that, I think Vance Joseph still has a relationship, and a good one, with Kyla Murray. That might actually help Kyla Murray in his development in terms of that culture. That's the plus. The Phoenix Suns will be back out on the court tomorrow when they host the Brooklyn Nets. And ESPN's Brian Winhorst was on Bickley and Murata this morning and said calmer times are coming for the Suns. The calming times are coming for the Suns. I'm not denying this is very turbulent, very unusual. And the Crowder trade is a symptom of everything that's going on. But I think better times are ahead. Um, and it'll, it'll, it'll get done. Jay Crowder's going to get traded. Now, whether there's a trade that can meaningfully help the team that's a different discussion we'll see what they're able to pull off but um they've been talking for months about this they've been working on their options it's going to get done so do you guys believe calmer times are coming for the phoenix suns and how soon will those calmer times be here Uh, i do believe they're coming my worry is they're coming in like june you know what i mean my worry is and i don't i'm not saying this is going to happen but my worry is that this is going to end up being like a lost season for the suns when it really didn't need to be. You just won 64 games. Like, this was supposed to be the bounce-back season. So, 
Yeah, I feel like in in the summer it's going to. Oh, Matt Ishbia has taken over. Okay, they've they've you know they've moved Jay Crowder. Obviously, they've moved on from him. Guys are healthy. We're going to be really set for next season, and that's great. And, and I still think they'll be a good team next season. But I just don't want this to be a lost season. Do you think trading DeAndre Ayton is calmer seas? Do you think if that is going to calm the organization, calm the locker room down, or do you think that is? Tumultuous. Well, you know, there's the only way to answer that is what do you get back? I mean, if it's if it's you could trade DeAndre Ayton and get impact players potentially back, or you can just constantly have that as a go-to because it, it's 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 always there for the Suns fans right now. You're five and seventeen in your last twenty-two. Well, DA really hasn't stepped up that much, and they still have Jay Crowder. Those are the first two things everybody goes to, and then injuries. I love DeAndre Ayton. I respect him as a player. He's a good player, but if you traded him, there would be calmer seas in that locker room. See, I don't I don't know how much of the problem he is right now. He's just not the solution. That, and then maybe that is a problem. Once again, I believe he's a mad king, and that is a problem. The Arizona State Sun Devils will begin the Kenny Dillingham era with a favorable schedule of four home games in a row. So ASU just released their football schedule for 2023, and here is what it is. They will open up their season at home, Southern Utah, and then they have Oklahoma State, Fresno State, and USC. Those games all at home, so first four matchups at home. Then they're on the road at Cal, home against Colorado, and then they have the bye week. Then they're at Washington, home against Washington State, at Utah, at UCLA, home against Oregon, and home against Arizona. Well, first glance, I'd have to say 12-0. That work? <laughs> I mean, just kind of looking at the schedule for the first time right now, I see uh, 12 wins. Um, uh, when are they playing Utah? November 4th. Yeah. November 4th. It's like the ninth game of the season. If I could pick one game, that would be it right there. The one game. Road trip? We're going to yes. do a show road trip up to Utah Love for that, that game? Right there. Let's do it, man. Honestly, one game. That's going to be, it's going to say a lot about your program. It's cold in Utah, isn't it? Maybe how about yeah, road, road trip the next week to UCLA instead where it's a little bit warmer. No. Beaches. How about we go just to the keep Rose going? Bowl. <laughs> yeah, go we just, you know, we go to Utah and we just keep going. <laughs> we just follow the team yeah, around and get the full right Kenny there. Dillingham experience. I honestly, that to me, the bloodbath that is Utah, of course, and playing Utah. How physical can you possibly be? That is my question. That's my game. The most important game to me is Utah. <laughs> because I think it says so much about who you are. Story is Utah, right? Um, did I scribble that down? Because that was the first time I heard it. They only have five road games? Because I, I, I wrote down Cal, Washington, Utah, UCLA. I see four. Four road games, yeah. Oh, that's favorable. <laughs> Eight home games, four road games? Wow. And all of those places, Cha-ching. if we just followed the team around all year, Wolf, the only road trips we'd have to go would be Berkeley, which is fine. Seattle, which is fine. L.A., which is fine. And Utah would be a little bit cold. But it's not like we have to go to Pullman or Seattle, something. Seattle, man, I'll bring my flannel. Google it, my young crunks. <laughs> that, that is a lot more believable than you walking around in a tuxedo <laughs> with your hair slicked back. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you very much, Aaron. When we come back, what did Max Starks think about the Cardinals hire of Monty Austin for it? We're going to ask the two-time Super Bowl champion. Maximum football starts next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. 
Matt Starks. Matt Starks. And Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. Yeah, Max Starks joining us now for another edition of Maximum Football for the next hour. Nothing but football with Max Starks here as we uh, head towards the division round of the NFL playoffs. And we'll get into that, but we're going to start with Cardinals news because there has been quite a bit. Max, uh, how you been? Well, I've been good, Luke. How was your vacation time? Uh, oh yeah, I missed Max that's last week. Well, that my my uh, that's right. The difference right. here is is Wolf's winter break was how long was your winter break? Don't worry about okay. it, Luke. My winter break was one day. <laughs> oh, just, so, oh, and, and the one day you chose was the day that I come in. I'm yes, just saying that that was I feel some type of way, Luke. I feel some type of way. <laughs> that was uh, unintentional, but maybe subconsciously it was intentional. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it was intentional. Hey, know. you know what though, Max? At least he wasn't asleep in his car. Okay. I'm see, just see, saying. These are, the thi- these are the things that happen. You know, you, you figure some things can just stay within the studio. And hey, this no, is in no, the locker no. room, man. Hey, well, well yeah, that's, that's correct. That's the show with your brother. That's right. <laughs> no rules in the studio. No unwritten rules. Yes. Uh, None I, at all. None at all. Well, Max, it's good to have you. And since certainly since the last time I talked to you, because it was a couple weeks ago, but since the last time you were on the show, we've got news, right? The Cardinals now have a new general manager. So I just want to start there. Your uh, reaction to the Monty Austin Ford hiring. And, and I think even bigger than that, just the reaction to the Cardinals going outside of the organization for their GM for the first time in almost 30 years. Well, I, I think this is kind of, a good move, right? If you're trying to change your perception, you're trying to go with a new, fresh approach, bring somebody from the outside. Because sometimes people within are not going to see it the same way that the rest of the world sees it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've been in the middle of it. And like you said, the first time in 30 years you've gone outside of the organization, you're looking to bring some fresh perspectives. You're looking to bring a new set of eyes to go over everything that's on your team to see why isn't this working? Why haven't we had sustained success? And I think for Monty Austin Fort, he comes he comes with a nice resume, right, at 43 years old. He's worked within the Patriots organization. He's worked, um, you know, with the Titans. And then he's also interviewed over the last couple of years. He's been in the mix for a couple of GM jobs as a finalist um, two other times. So he's a guy that brings a fresh perspective, that has a good mind, and also his history within another organization and seeing their success trends. You can bring some of those things and Red Rover them over into this new organization um, with the Cardinals, and I think that was a smart move by them. So, And, the, and for the Titans, the Titans were going to go through, you know, a transition as well with with John Robinson leaving and now Rand Carthorn going to Tennessee. You know, for for Monty Austin Ford, this was a great opportunity and a great time for him to move and really grow. So I really like the hire. I think he I think he's a solid guy. You know, I love the culture, Max. I really do. I love the fact that he was with the New England Patriots for 15 years and everything that that stands for. I feel like I know him because of Belichick and because of the belief that Belichick has in smart, tough, disciplined football players and going out and looking for that. So I'm really, really encouraged, hoping that, of course, Monty's going to come in here and look for the smart, tough football player. And you know as well as I do, Max, that that uh, 
sometimes that means he might not be as talented as somebody else. What do you think yeah. about that in terms of culture and trying to develop a team and your front office and how you go about your business? Well, I, I think it is good because here's the thing. It's just because it's the biggest, brightest, and fastest car out there doesn't make it the best car, right? Yep. You know, I think that's what you have to be conscious of. Like, listen, if my commute is an hour and a half every day, I'm not taking a Ferrari. <laughs> Sorry. Not going to do that. That's not economical. That doesn't make sense. Maybe I go get a hybrid, a Tesla, or some other vehicle, right? Because this is a commuter. (laughs) No, definitely not. I would pay big money. No Herbie. No Herbie Lovebug. Oh, that'd be hysterical. Listen, one of my good buddies in high school, Eli. Eli got, remember when when they revamped and came out with the new bug back in the late 90s? I do. So yeah. So yeah. See, thank you, Luke. Um, <laughs> you do. You've seen it, Wolf. You just didn't know what it was. Um, but Wolf would be great in improv. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's it. And scene. Um, but no, <laughs> but I think. But I think that you know, it's it's one of those things. He got me in that vehicle, and because he had to give me a ride because my car was parked at a different place after an event um, with school. And it felt so uncomfortable riding in that bug. I was like, no, I don't feel right riding in this vehicle. So, no, definitely not a bug. But the whole point is is that you'll pick something that fits the needs versus something that's bright and shiny. And I think that's what Monty Osport brings, that kind of dose of rationale and reality to a situation where guys might be enamored with somebody or some player. Like, oh, my God, you know, look at this. Right. Look at these numbers. Look how quick right. he is. Da, 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 da. It's like, no, we need a possession receiver. That guy right there is not a possession receiver. He, he has a 70% catch rate, right? He has a small catch radius and the guy does not do well with, you know, over the shoulder throws. You're, he's going to see that a little bit differently than, oh my God, this guy's the best thing since sliced bread, right? He's you running know, a 4 two, that, nine, you know. Exactly. Okay, the whole no, Al Davis. I want the fastest four, guy. Yeah, if he is running. But we're going to consider it. We're going to we're, we're yeah. going to consider it because we technically we still do need that guy. You know, we, what might, I'm saying? we might just give this guy a little bit of rope. Right well, you yeah. guys caved quick. Uh, we did. <laughs> Max, when we had we had money on after the press conference yesterday, and we asked him what what he looks for in a football player. What, what, how do you say it, Wolf? What do you think of as a football player? Right? Yes, I, I. When you think of a foot of a football player, what do you think? Of? He said. What he said, smart, tough, accountable, dependable, was mature. The last one I've already yes, forgotten. The five there was, was five things. Um, accountable, accountable was in there. Yeah. What, what do you think of that, Max? In terms of of the football player that you are looking for to bring in here? Yeah. No, I, I, I like all of those, and, and in that order, right? I want a smart, tough, accountable guy. Um, and then next thing I will say is um, risk adverse. <laughs> would yeah. be the other one I put right there, right below at the bottom. You know, that's another thing because you can have some guys that are smart, tough, yeah. and accountable. Yep. But you, we all know we've had that. T- it was like no matter what you do, he's he's. It's like okay, he's thought it out and it didn't deter him at all. So what are we going to do there? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I I think that's the other thing you have to consider, um, especially with you know. And I hate to keep making this type of parallel, but players today like. It's tough to know their motivations at all times. And their communication skill sets are different from how yes. we grew up, how you grew up, yep. Wolf, right? Yep. How, it's just, it's a different type of, it's not interpersonal communication skills anymore, right? It's, it's cyber 
communication skills and digital communication skills. It's not, they don't do well face-to-face all the time. Like, you got to shoot them a text, send them an email, drop them a DM just to get their attention. And it's like, sometimes it's like, just come to my office. And it's like, okay, let me text him. Come to my office. It's down the hall and to the right. The one that says coach. My name, coach. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Make it clear. And, 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 yeah. And, and, and that's, that's something that I feel is lost as well. And I know you can't ask that because you really cut out a big segment of young guys to say they need to be communicative. But I think that's what, you know, when you're saying accountable, I feel like it has to be face-to-face accountability, right? I think that's the other thing is that you have to be able to have those tough conversations. Hello, I'm talking to some guys that are franchise guys on this current team. Yeah. Right? You have to communicate cleanly and be available, right, for said accountability. Yes. You can't shirk it. You can't deny it. You can't shrug it off. You have to take it full on and face it, not only to the media or to your coach, but to your teammates, like your peers. Like those are the other people you have to be accountable. So those are some of those axioms within the axioms that he's looking for that I think also has to kind of cleanly cleanly be be stated and represented. All right, uh, more with Max. When we come back, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. we got another one in there, Wolf. Uh, this one from the 864 area code. And I double-checked. It's not Monty Austin Ford. That's not a Tennessee number. Okay. Uh, they said, being a GM in my own profession, I can say this guy is sharp. When we come back, the Cardinals coaching search continues. So who are the latest names? Maximum football continues as well. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Dark. Max Starks. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Max Starks is here with this. Uh, it is, I'm distracted by this video that uh, just got tweeted out of you and Dave Pash doing something in 2009. Wow, look at you guys. This is that amazing. sounds ominous. Kim Alejandro tweeted this out. No, I don't have the sound. I'm just watching it. I need to scroll up. Okay. Uh, I'm showing this to you during the break, though. Okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, Max Starks is here, and uh, and Max, now, and, um, now we have... Arizona Sports. Breaking Uh-oh. news. It's a good thing. Okay. Okay, good. So according to the Suns, Cam Johnson plans to make his return tomorrow versus the Nets. Oh, Cam! Yes! There we go. big guy. All right. Here we go. Welcome to the fold. It was one month, two months. Seriously. And then some days. One to two months plus some days. Days. Whatever. Welcome back, back Cam. Uh, You know what? Brian Windhorst was right. He said calmer times ahead. How about that? Maybe he knew he was tipped off on that right there. Did you know that somehow? Wow. If there's one guy you would want, of the three guys that are out, and Chris Paul, I'm talking about the starters, Chris Paul, of course, Devin Booker, and Cam Johnson. I'd want Cam Johnson to get back first. Well, Booker is the most important, obviously, but sure. as, as far as guys who need the reps in the regular season as a starter, it's Cam. He's that's, only played eight games this year. That's exactly why yeah. I said that. We should have a like, party in the four, the fourth hour of the show. Okay, that all sounds right. good. We'll just have a party. Okay. <laughs> it's not the fourth okay, hour yet. All right, maybe. All right, Max. Uh, sorry okay. you had to sit here That's that. coming, by the way. That is coming. Listen, just go ahead. Get, get it out there. Get it out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Max right is now, like, Max? whatever. What am I doing? Yeah. I am. 
Sucking on a sweet tart, right? I, I, you, I knew you had something going on there. Okay, great, uh, Luke. One sweet tart. That's that's quite the lunch. Uh, all right, so yeah. let's let's get to the Cardinals <laughs> coaching situation. And um, this is just my impression. This is not like oh somebody said this and I'm going to break this news. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it doesn't really seem like they're that serious about Sean Payton, does it? I mean, you you asked for interview or permission to interview him, and you got it. And there's no sort of interview set up. And, I mean, if you were serious about Sean Payton, like if you're like, we got to get Sean Payton, you're getting in there and making sure that not Houston and Denver and Carolina all have interviews lined up and they're conducting them and you don't even have one set up yet. Can I just say right now, though, how do you know that maybe maybe Sean Payton told them? I'm not as interested in you and maybe, as I am now. Maybe that's right? it. I mean, maybe it was. Maybe he did that. Maybe it was. Maybe they. Maybe they had the preliminary discussions of okay, what's it going to take? How much are you going to want money wise? You know. Yeah. Right. And he was like, "Well, it's going to cost this much. I can pick where I go." And they were like, "We're not going to pay that." I mean, I don't know. I'm just. It, yeah. It, it's it's just weird to me. It is that they got the permission. Yes. And then we're like, they haven't said they're not going to interview him. And I get what you were saying earlier if maybe you want to be the last ones in. But if I were going to be the last one, I'd still want that interview set up yeah. when he was talking to the other teams. What do you think, Max? Yeah, I, I think I think you're I think you're kind of on the right path. It's whether you wanted to have that that interview set up or not, the initial phone call could have been, Hey, before we even get started on this, what what what's my price range? And he probably said, here's the floor, <laughs> and we don't start talking until we hit the floor. And it could have been like, well, I got other things to do. I need to go find me a GM. Uh, so <laughs> thanks, Sean. Uh, maybe we'll revisit this after your carousel. Um, I think that's kind of where you know you kind of are. And, you know, I think that was my, might have been closer to what happened. Um and then it's like, okay, let him go through, let him go through the, uh, the doldrums of all of this. And maybe he finds that suitor that, that, that meets him at that floor. And then you get a competing bid and now it's gone north. And do you really want to be the Cardinals in there saying we're in this lottery, but now it's a bidding war, just like you get into with free agent players. And they're like, we got too many other things to worry about and too many other things to fill. We have a quarterback that's injured. <laughs> you know, we have other free agents we need to take care of. And we don't have a GM to kind of put this all together. So let's start getting the GM first. I think also Michael Bill will probably realize I need a, I, I need a second voice in the room when I'm interviewing these coaches, right? Yes. You know, and I also need to get a guy who might have connections to some guys or be able to get me the additional intel I need and get a feel for who he's going to like because you also need that GM head coach to be in lockstep with each other. And so getting the GM, I feel, is kind of the first step in the connected dots, right? You, can, you have to go from 1 to 2. You can't go from 1 to 15, right? It messes up the picture. So you got to get to 1 to 2. Now you go 2 to 3, and you keep going. And I think general manager, coach, now we do roster management, optimization, addition, subtraction, and figure out everybody that you, that, that you now need to move forward to get into the offseason as you hit these different milestones in the offseason. So as I bring up four defensive coaches, four defensive coordinators, the Arizona Cardinals are going to interview. Uh, D'Amico Ryan, of course, Vance Joseph, uh, Brian Flores, and Ejiro Evero. Which one Ooh. stands out to you? Which which one do you like? Not talking about the name, the sound of it. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> what defensive coordinator would you like and why? Um, You know... I. 
I, and here's the thing. I, I've been around him for the last year. Um, and I actually liked him when he was down in Miami. Brian Flores um, is a guy I felt didn't get a fair shake. Um, you know, he made lemonade out of literally lemon seeds and, <laughs> down there in Miami. And, and I think he got a bad rap. And I think he's the guy, type of coach that deserves a second chance, that's earned his second chance. And he's a guy that should have never been originally fired. Because listen, mm-hmm. we saw what Mike McDaniels dealt with down there. And yes, was it a different approach? Yes, he was your homie. He was your buddy. He looked like the kid that had to take over because his dad was on vacation of a big company. All of that. But the results weren't that different from what Brian Flores was dealing with. And Brian Flores had more negativity coming from the other side of the executive offices and still found a way to persevere. And I like his mentality. I like his approach. He doesn't get flustered. He doesn't get bothered. He's not too high and low and emotional. He is just laser-focused on the task at hand, and he's trying to get the best out of his guys. He connects with his guys, but he also keeps you know, that certain distance and understanding what the relationship is in, this, in the position, and he knows how to go find good talent. I think he has guys around him that he could bring in that could really help change the culture there. So, I, so that, that's my vote. Even though I know D'Amico Ryans has a, has a great resume and everything else, I know Evero has, you know, is also doing great things, but... That's only from my personal experiences. I've dealt with Brian Flores personally. Well, Max, so Flores, I mean, if it's not going to be Sean Payton, and, and again, it's not like that has been announced, but it just doesn't feel like they're all that serious about it. Maybe maybe something flips. But if it's going to be one of those other five names we've heard, those four defensive guys and, and Frank Reich, uh, Brian Flores is certainly the most intriguing by far. How do you think he would mesh with Kyler Murray? I, I, I think I think there would be... I think there would be a kind of meshing of personalities because they're both a little little introverted, um, very technical. But I think also knowing what the relationship has to be, it doesn't have to be a lot of constant communication. I don't need him to be – I don't need them to be buddies, yep. right? Yep. You know, I don't need you to be friends and trying to figure out each other's gamer tag and stuff. No, I don't need that. <laughs> but what I do need is when you come in the building, boom, I say hello, you say hello back. If I call you to my office, you show up. Right, we 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 have a film session. You're there with me, and we're watching it. I am whether the I head ask coach. for it. Exactly, whether I ask for it during company hours or whether I say, "Hey, you need to stay a little bit after." I don't want to hear anything about it. I think I think he can establish that type of relationship, and he has that type of, he has that type of rapport with players, and he and guys can call around the league and ask about him. You know, there's not anything bad from a player standpoint. On how they've received him, and in fact, our, our linebacker room loved him. Um, and then some of my buddies that were down in Miami loved Brian Flores as a coach. But it's, it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm worried about his. Am I going to be on his Christmas card list or not? No, <laughs> his job's to win games and lose, you know, and not lose them. So I think he brings that. And the other thing that I don't, why I don't think D'Amico Ryan's would be the good fit here is because you just had your first first time head coach. They're not going to go back to back to back. Yeah. They've done it twice, right? Yeah. Steve Wilkes. Can't do it again. Cliff Kingsbury. You can't go a third time. So that's where I think Evero and uh and D'Amico Ryan's get canceled out in that one. Uh, all right, well, we come so. back. What were Max's biggest takeaways from the wild card round and what's going on this weekend? We're gonna get into that next. It's Maximum Football continuing on Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max starts. Max starts. Maximum football. Maximum football. With Wolf and Luke.
Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Hi, welcome back to the show. Max Starks joining us for Maximum Football. Do want to get this uh, news out there, though. Cam Johnson playing tomorrow for the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, Sweet. Uh, Cam Johnson is back. His welcome last, back, baby. Last game was November 4th. He's played eight games this season. So rejoice, Suns fans. Cam Johnson Great. is returning tomorrow. All right, uh, Max, we haven't got to talk to you since these games went down over the weekend. I was, you know, look, you're always surprised for or excited, I should say, for the first round of, of the NFL playoffs. I was surprised how many of these games were good. We expected Minnesota and the Giants to be good, and it was. So let's start there. If you're a Vikings fan, what are you supposed to do at this point? <sighs> Deep breath. You see sad. that? You see that? that, that it's a loud exhale. It's a loud exhale. <laughs> Meditation. Hey, you know what you say? You know what you say, guys? Hey, guys, at least we won the North. Huh? Yeah. Huh? North champs, clap it up. Clap it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, all that's right. all you could do. I mean, at this point. But then you also say, okay, this is Kevin O'Connor year one. Um, they, 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 they now know where their glaring holes are. Defense. Defensively, you've got to get pass rush. You've got to get pass rushers there. Um, that's what really hurts you in sustainability this season. Um, secondly, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is the guy. I'm Man, just going to be honest. It's hard. Right. It, it, isn't it's tough. it hard to say that? The guy, it is. The guy puts up numbers. He does, but it it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you put up numbers, but you're not affecting the game as it should be affected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like vanilla versus vanilla bean. Hey, I, I got those little, those little specks in there. You know, it's it's more flavorful. It's still vanilla. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's the same flavor. You just added an extra word at the end of it, and I feel like that's what he is. He's the bean to vanilla. It's like no, I I don't care if there's speckles in it or not. I'm like I just want the vanilla flavor. Of all so, your food analogies, <laughs> that is one I never expected to hear. I got to be honest. Well, listen, hey, don't worry. We've got many, plenty of years to go, Luke. Don't worry. Plenty <laughs> of years to go. I just can't believe. Here's a guy that was playing well in this game, if you ask me. He's, you know, you've got two minutes and 56 seconds to go. You're down seven. You have 88 yards to go. You have no timeouts whatsoever. Oh, by the way, you were 31 to 39 for 273 yards in the game. Overall, yeah. two touchdowns. You ran for a touchdown, and he checked it down on fourth and eight. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Completed you know the pass, the pro- though. You know what the problem That's is? Right. The sun went down. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Oh, primetime Kirk. We forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, primetime Kirk oh, no. kicked in. You had, you, had, you had regular heroics during the day, no. and then the sun went down. At the end of that game, and then he became primetime Kirk. Oh, boy. Primetime Kirk is not good. That is, and you, and trust me, you can see the sun going down in that stadium. There's some big windows. You like that? You like that? <laughs> exactly. That's what he's saying to you, Wolf, yeah. for saying that you didn't think that would happen. I, honestly, I was rooting for it, but I just can't believe it came down to that. It came down to that. Two minutes and 56 seconds, down seven. You got 88 yards Did to go. Did you have any confidence that, that, that in that scenario you just played out right there? Playoff game, sun's going down, like Max said. 
the Vikings have to win. They are the. I mean, the, the Giants do too, but the Vikings have everything to lose. The Giants have everything to gain. All the pressures on Minnesota. His career up to this point, did you have any confidence he was going to move him down the field? And I score? was rooting for him. Can I say that? It's right not the now? same. Answer. I, I know you're right. <laughs> it's not the same. Answer. It is not. I know, but I was rooting for him, Kirk. You have an opportunity to obliterate that narrative that surrounds you right here. This is your moment, baby. Do I, I root for people to overcome obstacles. I do. I root for them to overcome what besets them in their life. And yet, there it was. <laughs> and he couldn't yeah. get it done. Uh-huh. Well, the bright side is you get to root for him to do it again next year because he still hasn't overcome it. Max. Yeah, well, he's still the same guy. With He was who he thought he was. With the Giants, <laughs> do you want to hop on the bandwagon here? We're both picking the Giants over the Eagles, which is blatant disrespect to the Eagles and all that they've done this year. But for some reason, Wolf and I both seem to think the Giants are going to win this game. Are you ready to go that far? What have you seen from the Giants? Absolutely not. Hmm. No, oh, that was a downer. I, I, I also remember that 48-22 to 22 game. Yeah, the Eagles. they haven't played them <laughs> that, well this year. That, yeah, they the have not. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going back to Philly. So, no, absolutely not. I will not drink that Kool-Aid, sir. I will not join that cult. Um, I am not getting on the spaceship. Uh, but, it's a cult, man? They can run the ball. It's the one weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles is their rush defense. It's the but one they, weakness. But, Wolf, they can also run the football, and they can also pass it, too. Yes, I, I realize that, but again, Saquon, Saquon. Sa- Saquon is one guy. That's like, Daniel Jones, yes, well, he's running better. Well, you like the offensive line, don't you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you talking about the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> you're talking about the Giants. <laughs> That's who you're talking no, about, no. No, 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 they're all right. They're okay. They're not. They're not the greatest. I mean, I, I like. I like the Philly offensive line better. You. You love. As a matter of fact, you've got the Phillies going the whole way, don't you? Correct. I have, I have Eagles Bills in my Super Bowl. Uh, is that there even allowed? Right if you work for the Steelers to pick the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl, can you do that? <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, because we we were once one team during World War II. We were the Steagles. <laughs> so. That's the cause like, you evoke. It's, it's, it's like your half brother. You know what I'm saying? I mean, same parent. You know, same parent, yes. and then a different one. You know, we got same mom, just different dads. You know, he lives east, I live west. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yeah, so I can invoke that. Okay. And they're NFC. They're not even in the same conference. No, that's fine. I just so, don't know if it's like a Philly Pittsburgh thing. You can't do that in other sports. So it's cheesesteaks and permanies. I'm just saying those are two great sandwich combinations. Other throw than, some fries on a Philly cheesesteak. What was your <laughs> a super wild card weekend? Other than the Kirk Cousins moment, that was my favorite. Now, what was your now, favorite? It was the one I saw live, guys, because I was working the sidelines yeah. for Westwood One. That Trevor Lawrence comeback. Oh, my God. Jacksonville, L.A. The rumble on the first coast. Okay. That was ba- that was that was banging. Can I say Brandon <laughs> Staley? Run the ball! Run it! <laughs> or just stop them some way. Oh, you no. turned them over four times in the first quarter. Look at Like, if you're a defensive guru... If you have a 27-point lead, that means it's game time, game over. Max. Just anything, anything. You ran the ball six times. 
with a 20-point lead. You ran it six times. It's blatant disregard for the law of football, the rules of football, and anything to do with it right now. Just run the ball on first down. That's all you had to do. Just every first down, run the ball and keep the clock going for at least one play on every possession you had. They ran it six times. The Dallas Cowboys, who were up by 18, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. up by 18 Should and have half. Been 21. Guess what they did? They came out and ran the ball six times in the first 10 plays they ran in the second half because they had that lead. Brandon Staley, seriously, the whole fourth down thing, I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I'm going to disrespond. I don't care if it's on our own 28-yard line. It's 0-0. I'm going to go for it because analytics say that if I go for it and make it, we're going to score a touchdown. I just, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, by the way, I'm also going to throw my way into the end zone when I'm inside the five-yard line. You know, this is two years in a row where their season it has worked. ended and because it he's done weird stuff. in the stuff. first half. It worked in the first half. Listen, uh, yeah, that's it, what he thought. It worked in the first half. You got the second half. All you had to do is commit to just running the ball a little bit more to where the time would run out before they could come back. Max, let me ask you this: since you were there, when when did it start to feel? Because on TV, for me, it was like this game's thirty to twenty, and the Chargers. It felt like they were going to win by like fifty, and all of a sudden, it's like Jacksonville's in this. It feels like this is going to get dicey for the Chargers. Being there on the field, when did it feel like uh, LA might be in trouble? That first series where they went like four or five and out, mm. um, and Jacksonville got the ball back. Um, that's when I knew I was like, this is this is not going to go well in the second half. Oh no! Because because you could sense the energy. Like Jacksonville was down twenty seven to zip, guys, and yes. I was on that sideline, and I'm like, oh, this should feel like this should feel like walking through a graveyard right now, right? It's like bow your head, you know, close your eyes, do a little couple couple, <laughs> couple couple crosses, you know, as you walk behind the bench. No, these dudes were fired up. They're talking. They're laughing. They're having. They were loose. I was like, what the. And then they get that score right at the end of the half, right? So that they don't walk yes. into that locker room 27 yes. zip. They go down 27-20, uh, 27-7. And there was confidence going in that locker room, which I was like, what? And then second half, defense comes off the field, hyped up after that first series. They give the ball back to the offense. The offense is in complete rhythm. And then the defense is getting even more charged up. And I was like, uh-oh, this is about to turn. And then I went over to the, the, the Chargers sideline. Guys are falling like flies. I mean, guys are getting injured. Austin Eckler wasn't at 100%, which I think also played into their decision not to run as much. Um, you lost uh, the DB kid, Michael Davis. Um, he came out in street clothes. Jamari Sawyer was injured, who was already your backup left tackle. And then you got the, guy, the kid, Luke Sorrell, who looks like a deer in headlights. And Arden Key and, and Josh Allen were like, that's my fish. That is my. We're having fish tonight, guys. Yes. Can I? Can on I? On me. <laughs> on me. Broiled, blackened, or Cajun. Pick it. Yes. I'm, I'm serving. I'll take Cajun. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for me, Trevor Lawrence, what are you becoming? I don't know. I, we can't comment, and we have no time. But honestly, no. Trevor Lawrence, Ooh. you overcome throwing four picks, four in the first half, three in the first Ice quarter. Water. I believe. Yeah. I mean, you overcome Ice that water. to win a game. Who are you, dude? dude? Can you imagine if minus they, five? If they, minus five. If they go into Kansas, they're not going to. I don't think. 
I don't think. No. But what if they went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? Dude, then? who are you? Uh, all right, when we come back, how quickly will the Cardinals be able to implement that no-ego culture? We're going to ask Max Starts. He will stick around for one more segment. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.